0: association 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 Association. that was such uber ponage.
1: hello fellow nerds welcome to the nerd association podcast i'm your host mark finch and i just had to hop on because i saw something and i needed to talk about it and i needed somebody else to talk about it with So I made my wife also watch the thing we're going to be talking about. So welcome once again to the show. Jennifer Finch, Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, all those things. This isn't Game of Thrones related, so I don't know how much of a master she's going to be talking about it, but she's here anyways. How you doing?
0: Hi, guys. Contractually obligated to be here. Not happy.
1: Kind of sounded like you said obligated, so. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, that's that's on the record. Now, (laughs) all right, Jen, what do you think of when I say reclaim your focus game and cut your screen time in the meantime?
0: I'm going to say Grim Cuddy because that's what you made me watch.
1: I didn't make you watch. I think Grim Cuddy made us watch it. So this is this year's entry in the so bad it's good, so bad it's funny terrible movie horror genre spooky time Halloween October that's the official (laughs) name of that type of this type of movie now last year it was malignant now the difference with malignant is that movie veers so far off course that it actually becomes good and like captivating in a way I mean that movie was just wild Grim Cuddy doesn't quite get to that But it is pretty funny. It's not scary at all. We're going to break it down for you today. You can currently find it on Hulu. That's where I found it. And it was actually by accident. That's why I said I think Grim Cuddy found us. Because I turned on the TV yesterday and I accidentally hit the Hulu direct button that just starts up loading Hulu. And I was like, I wasn't going to go to Hulu. But then I was like, yeah, we'll give it a shot. And as soon as the first screen opens up, there's this preview of this movie. It's called Grim Cuddy. And it starts playing. And I turn on the sound for the, for the preview and I get ah, 40 seconds in. I go, yep, yep. And I turn it on. And then I watch the first 45 minutes or so of Grim Cuddy and say, this is great. I need to talk about this. Turn it off. Wait for Jen to get home from work. And then we restart it and we watch it again. So then I saw the first 45 minutes of Grim Cuddy twice yesterday. Now, that's how we got into this mess. And this is how we're going to get out of it, by talking about it on the podcast. Jen, what did you think of Grim Cuddy?
0: I would like to say, again, reiterate, obligated to be here. Um, Grim Cuddy did not find me. Certainly didn't find me. It found you, and then you subjected me to it. And that's how I felt the entire time watching it.
1: You felt subjugated <laughs> yes. to Grim Cuddy. Yes. <laughs> and we hope our listeners can feel subjugated to hearing about Grim Cuddy. So quick synopsis, Um, we're not going to go over it scene by scene or anything like we do really in depth with like House of Dragon. But the movie is about the fear of kids hurting themselves, doing bad things based on online challenges. We've seen them, the milk crate challenge. They reference that one, you know, the eating of the Tide Pods, that kind of stuff. They're talking about that. And the parents.
0: I would like to mention real timely, the stuff that they pull, the milk crate challenge from like. Five years ago. It
1: wasn't five years ago. It
0: felt so long ago.
1: It may, When they mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, people did that. I think it was really only like a year ago, though.
0: You know what was crazy? Tide Pods was right there, and they didn't say the Tide Pod Challenge.
1: Maybe they didn't want to further that one and be like <laughs> an example of the, the one thing they're critiquing. But they're really, the flip of it is the parents really freak out about it, and they're almost the villain of the movie. And the kids are like, why are our parents freaking out about us? We're not going to hurt ourselves because of a scary face online, but the parents are freaking out about it. turns out Grim Cuddy, the character that is supposedly telling kids what to do is a real being that can come and attack you. And the reason why it looks like the kids are cutting themselves is not only does Grim Cuddy have a knife, but the only weapon anybody (laughs) picks up in the entire movie to, to fight Grim Cuddy. I guess she uses scissors at one point, which are kind of just two knives Put together. Yeah, right. But they're all knives. <laughs>
0: right. You're telling me in the middle of your town USA, there's not a gun anywhere, just in someone's like like a uh, junk drawer.
1: Or their students, somebody could have a baseball bat or lacrosse stick. I don't know, something. A, a pencil.
0: Ooh, a pencil.
1: All these kids are just picking up knives constantly, and so they're cutting <laughs> themselves and the parents are freaking out. So spoiler that stop here if you haven't seen Grim Cuddy and you don't want it to be spoiled. You probably don't have to see it, but if you do like So Bad It's Good type movies, I would recommend it. Again, it's on Hulu. But, spoiler alert, here we go into spoilers. Turns out <laughs> Grim Cuddy gets all his power from parents worrying about him. So the more parents get hysterical about their kids trying to hurt themselves because of this online challenge, then their kid gets attacked by Grim Cuddy, which then raises a ton of questions Right about Grim Cuddy.
0: The manifestation of Grim Cuddy, which is a real thing in this world because because at the end of the movie, we're supposed to believe that this is a thing that can happen again, this manifestation of evil that can kill your kids. Similar
1: uh, but not as creative as like Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare on Elm Street films. The fact that Freddy needs kids to be afraid of him to enter their dreams. It's kind of like that. Grim Cuddy needs parents to be hysterical about the dangers of the online challenge of Grimcuddy to just appear in the world and attack children with knives.
0: Specifically one bitch named Melissa.
1: Which one's Melissa?
0: The original. Oh, no, Melinda. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think it applies anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Melinda is like, a. so it starts with her or at least is brought on this town that we're in by her. Um, she is like a mommy blogger and essentially she's freaking out about it and she sees her son one time online maybe he's just curious about something and stumbling about it but then she's worried about it and worried about it, and worried about it and grim cuddy comes gets her son Her son stabs her she puts her son in a little padded room to keep him safe from grim cuddy doesn't seem like the the most rational decision but that's the thing the parents are all acting irrational i have a question for you
0: okay have you ever gotten in trouble as a as a kid not like last week or anything Based off of things that you've searched for on the internet in your like browser history.
1: Yes, but I'm not, I don't have any examples immediately coming to mind.
0: This must be like a newer thing that kids are getting in trouble for a lot because I usually
1: it was like more like, these are like weird things. It was usually like more like, you know, our generation, there wasn't like nudie magazines. You learned how to type, like, girls' boobs into Google. Right. And then you didn't maybe clear the search history. So you might get in trouble. That's kind of the thing that I experienced. But, yeah, like, Googling, like, dangerous challenges to do.
0: Or, like, yeah, chemicals to make pipe bombs or, (laughs) like, stuff like that.
1: I don't know. Um, But we also didn't have social media that egged things on, I guess, was part of it. I mean, you still heard, like, you know, there's, like, the classic, you heard things on the playground. But I guess social media has... Multiplied that a ton for this generation of kids, which is the here's the most interesting part of this movie for me. So the uh, director, his name is John Ross. He was born in 1979, and it's funny. This is like really the first instance I can say I, I see of this because we've had this for a while now, where boomers were trying to write teenage dialogue and teenage stories about millennials, and they always fall flat. They don't seem right. That's not how kids talk. And it was really easy to pick out, especially because we were millennials, so we're we're up to date on the slang and stuff. This is finally Gen X writing for Gen Z. So the same phenomenon is happening, but for different reasons and with different perspectives. Either way, he's not exactly the most capable guy to be writing for Gen Z teenagers, who apparently are so hung up on fascism that any form of punishment is fascist. They say it multiple times.
0: Yeah, Oh gosh, the one was like, one was blaringly obvious that um, it was like you have you've never spoken to anyone under the age of twenty five before in your life. There's no way.
1: <laughs> the funny part too is being like a Gen X kid is like, they're kind of the um cliche like latchkey parents didn't really. Like pay attention to him. It was like one of the first major generations where the parents were like both in jobs and stuff like that. So that's kind of the the cliche. So again, Gen X director and writer. John Ross was director and writer. And in a weird inadvertent way, the moral of this story is absentee parenting bad. Helicopter parenting also bad. So I don't know which form of par- like I guess just like it's kind of like 38 Special. You gotta hold on loosely. But don't let go. If you cling too tightly, you're going to lose control. That, there it is. That's the movie. No. That song's about love, but it works for child raising too.
0: You know what song about love I especially like? Um,
1: Does it have to do with Grim Cuddy?
0: No, I'll Be Watching You. Kind of like Grim Cuddy.
1: Grim Cuddy would would sing that song. Yeah. As long as your parents are hysterical.
0: Every step you take, every move you make. That sounds like fascism to me. (laughs) Helicopter parenting fascism.
1: Remember, everything your parents do to you is fascism, according to the Grim Cutting They took
0: my phone away. They can't take it away. It's fascist.
1: You're on the right track if, like, the authorities that weren't your parents took your phone away and, like, did it to everybody. That could be in the realm of fascism. But, like, parents have been limiting their child's usage of going outside, using their TV, all that kind of stuff for decades. Millennia, maybe? Yeah. All the way back to, like, caveman? Like, you can't use your rock today? Probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's those kids and those damn wheels. Spear off limits, son. (laughs) Put that spear down.
1: So that's a big factor in this with the parents freaking out about it. And then the kids can't contact each other, can't get to the bottom of what's going on because they can't get in communication with anybody because the parents from this mommy blogger get this thing called a detox box. And it's a lock box that they are supposed to put all their... Oh, their electronic devices, and that's where the what do you think of when I say it comes from? It was, it was, uh, reclaim your focus game, and cut your screen time in the meantime. That was the little mommy blogger's uh, catchphrase for it, and all the parents fall for it, hook, but, line, and sinker. But
0: here's the thing: well, not all of
1: them, but enough of them.
0: Enough of them. But here's the one. Here's the thing. So sh- the girl, they start worrying about the girl. You being on her phone too much. Because she's doing
1: ASMR videos and she quit the track team.
0: She should quit ASMR videos too, but that's besides the point. So she she gets sent to bed and then in the morning, it's supposed to be early in the morning too, they already have the detox box. So where the fuck did they get the detox box at 7 a.m.? I don't think Best Buy opens at 7 a.m. and I'm pretty sure they don't have detox boxes.
1: Yeah, because that, that's all in response to that night. They go to the, the little... The night
0: before. Like a show that night. So the it's, little, gotta,
1: it's the little brother's like yeah. jazz band.
0: It's got to be like 10 by the time they get home.
1: Well, and then they don't freak out fully about it until no. she's staying up late and making toast, as all the young kids do. And she sees Grim Cuddy because the parents are upstairs not sleeping, freaking out about it. There's also something about the parents not sleeping and yeah. that giving more power... To Grim Cuddy, um, because they're trying. Like when parents get knocked out, Grim Cuddy loses his powers and disappears.
0: I'd like to say something else about the detox box. Yes. So from what I'm gathering, because it, logically it doesn't make sense ab- about acquiring the detox box if all the parents can get them. If the detox box, the detox box also manifests as a response to the Cuddy, the Grim Cuddy worry wouldn't it be harder to get into the detox box because she uses a fucking butter knife to get into the detox box.
1: Yeah. I mean, she just opens it right up. She, she tries one way that doesn't work. The second way she tries, boom, boom, got her phone back. It was not hard. It was like, well, why not? Like you just put a padlock on a box and it would be better than that. Why is this? It's for those that haven't seen the movie. Um, the detox box locks are like a like a briefcase one, those little latches down with the three numbers that you scroll to get the combination to open it. And she opens it in, I mean, it like takes her less than a minute once she 0. decides she wants seconds, to open it. Five
0: seconds, yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, all the kids, or all the kids whose parents are freaking out are being attacked by Grim Cuddy. They don't have their phones. They don't have their communication. But there is one way they can research this, and this is how they find the mommy blogger, Um, all the kids like skip school because the school thinks there's like a crisis going on. So they, they're totally understanding if not everybody came to school, there is a weird motivational speaker,
0: the bitten binder
1: at the school. And like, I thought maybe that would come back in some way. I mean, it's, it's actually kind of a a funny bit. It's like that actually like one of the jokes that actually hits, I think, or at least it's intended, it's intention hits, but that, and character's not important at all. No, yeah. It's just, I guess, shows to show that the school's out of touch. But the kids who parents don't care about Grim Cuddy are just at an all-day rager at this other kid's house whose parents aren't even in town and they go there to get on his laptop well, to research them. I was some also some things.
0: I was also confused by that. When they get to the party, there are like four kids there. But then as the night goes on, more and more kids are showing up. So I'm like, Okay, the kids are rebelling. They're good all gonna go hang out at this kid's house, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not the case because once Grim Cuddy arrives at the party, none of the other kids can see the party. So a majority of the can kids. Right. A majority of the kids that go to this school, their parents don't give a shit about them.
1: But later in the hospital, there's They're it's like overrun there. with knife wounds from So Grim-Cuddy. how can
0: none of those kids see the Grim Cuddy? It doesn't make sense.
1: It's interesting that there's that many kids with knife wounds who end up in the hospital when the main character, Asha, cuts herself the first time she sees Grim Cuddy, and the mom, who's a nurse, is just like, "Ah, eh, she'll be fine.
0: She's like, oh, I'm gonna go put some fucking duct tape on this. It's a gash. She is about to bleed out from her femoral artery.
1: Well, the mom's a nurse. She knows. just throws some butterfly uh, patches on it. Boom. You're good. (laughs) It's crazy. Then they send her to school the next day. And that's how she gets out and does her own thing. And they're freaking out about it and they go find her at the party.
0: Every time she gets cut by Grim Cuddy, she loses a pint of blood.
1: So real quick, the reason why it's so funny is because Grim cutting, I would say, is not scary at all. No. Like, d- just not a really... It's like if somebody took the Duke and then asked Tim Burton to make him for a more kid-friendly stop-motion film and then used that one. It it moves so weird. It's I don't know if it's CGI <laughs> it's so or if it's super... Impo- it, like, it feels like stop-motion, but it's just way too large to at be stop-motion. At some
0: points, it looks like they're using, like, practical effects. Like There's a daily... definitely a
1: guy in some sort of suit in yeah. some scenes. So Grim Cuddy is like eight feet tall, lanky arms, lanky legs, real high waist. So that makes the legs look even longer. Uh, all in black. Kind of like...
0: With like a red bow tie now or a red tie. Or... No,
1: he's got a red mouth. So he's got a white face, red eyes, blue and a mouth. Here he is. He's got long, stringy black hair and a giant grin. So I don't understand why he's not called grin Cuddy.
0: You could have easily been describing Robert Pattinson. Just said.
1: (laughs) He would have been scarier actually. He would (laughs) have. Just Robert Pattinson appears and just chases you. So that's That's what the character looks like and it just shows up out of nowhere which raises the question because when the first night the character Asha encounters Grim Cuddy, she tells her parents that there's an intruder in the house and that the door is open. So Grim Cuddy, if he manifests outdoors, does have to go through doors, but also seems to be able to manifest wherever. It's unclear, and we're about to get into it. But then the the cop comes and is like, well, there's kids saying this. Everyone, she's like, well, maybe there's a coordinated attack going on, and that's, everybody.' shouldn't we look into this? And the cop's like, what were you doing before you saw Grim Cuddy? And <laughs> she's like, I was making toast. And watching a video on my phone, and then the parents and the cop look at each other like There it is.
0: Sus as hell.
1: Well the door was open, Dad. What (laughs) explain that from watching a video on my phone. You think I blacked out and opened the door and claimed there was a somebody in the house? And I guess that's the idea, is that they think it was a Grim Cuddy challenge to claim you saw Grim Cuddy and then cut your arm. Also terrible challenge. When
0: she finally gets her phone back, they're like Chasing her around the house like some like weird like sketch bit where it's you know like the Benny that's, Hill. That, that's what it reminded me of. Them chasing her around the house from room to room. Then they go outside. Then she dodges them by going in then the she garage. Goes
1: inside. <laughs> and,
0: yeah.
1: And she ends up back in the bathroom she started in. It's one big circle.
0: Yeah, she ends up in the same place
1: because she put the knife down that she ends up cutting herself with, and then she's back in the same place and grabs the knife again.
0: Technically, let's be clear. She's not cutting herself. Grim Cuddy is making her cut herself.
1: I guess. But Grim Cuddy also has a knife. That's what I don't get. Is why is and
0: Grim... he also has a knife.
1: But why? But he always just use the kids' knife to cut themselves. But
0: you can tell his preferred method of murder is by choking kids. So why is the knife pertinent at all? If he has a knife... Because he needs they... the
1: parents to get more hysterical so he can get more powerful. I would have to watch it for the third time to see... If he does he get larger as the movie goes on maybe that's it's, part of it it's
0: only if they also have a knife because the kid the younger brother ends up just choking himself with like his rope his rope I think belt. it's a tie well whatever but he ends up choking himself because he doesn't have a knife around so it is definitely the preferred method of choking only if there's not a knife around because the chick who's in the hospital the not friend she she had her throat slit She easily could have been choked. Because she was already, wasn't she already in the hospital? How did she get a knife? What did she slit her throat with? I
1: mean, there are sharp things in the hospital, but why would they leave that for somebody who's in the hospital for having cut themselves?
0: Right. Would she use her jello spoon, her spork?
1: Aren't there certain precautions hospitals take when they feel like somebody is mentally unstable and maybe has hurt themselves aren't there i, I would i mean I'm mean, right
0: i don't know per the nursing staff i i'm just going based off of what we've seen of the mother not great
1: speaking of the nursing staff one more thing that happens when the mom's there there's a kid at the school assembly when the the dorky motivational speaker comes out and he's like this is bullshit it's all bs you're all just freaking out about nothing immediately they just take him away <laughs> That one was an example of, like, fascist behavior a little bit.
0: Yeah, they immediately sent him to the gulag.
1: Yeah, and then, then, like, two scenes later, the mom's at the hospital, and that kid's in a hospital gown being dragged by nurses to who knows where, still yelling, this is bullshit.
0: He's about to be put in a padded cell.
1: (laughs) Back to our questions about Grim Cuddy, because it appears that he can be in many places at once, depending on how many kids' parents are worried about him in that moment and can attack those kids, make them cut themselves, try to choke them, lift them up in the air because he's super tall and super strong. But the question is like, how many places can he be? Is it unlimited? Right. Is it, He's only with the main character kids with the brother or the sister, depending on which one the parents are more worried about. If the parents split their worry, can he be in two places in one family or is it limited to their How does he come out of nowhere? Like, are there rules for when he can just appear places? Where can he appear? It's very unclear about how many Grim Cuddies there are in the world.
0: Does Grim Cuddy feel inconvenienced when he's about to complete a murder and then he gets called away by another parent who's worrying about their child? He's like, I got to start all over again. I was so close and I just keep keep poofing
1: away. See, I think there's a lot of comedic things we could do with Grim Cuddy, and I I hope there's a Grim Cuddy, too, and they explore some of this. You would. You're
0: sick. You're a sick individual.
1: So what happens if the kids get hysterical about Grim Cuddy? Then who does he attack? The parents?
0: No, the kids don't get hysterical. But what if they did? The kids are the logical ones, and it's a different monster. It's a different monster
1: for the parents? It's It's Cuddy Grimm?
0: Cuddy... (laughs) Cuddy Grimm. (laughs) Cuddy Grimm comes for the parents? (laughs)
1: yeah I like that there we go Cuddy Grimm sequel call us David Ross we'll uh we'll put that no David Ross is the manager of the the Cubs isn't he this guy's name is John Ross
0: (laughs) also uh the mom at one point she goes to the she goes to the bloggers house to get more info about um about her kid stabbing her apparently there was like a news report or whatever um the The blogger mom totally denies it. So, so norm. So the the girl breaks into the blogger mom's house, finds the kid locked up. Blah blah blah. The mom comes from the hospital because she tracks the kid down because she has her phone back, and um, she she like drags her back to the car. And then
1: before we get to that part of the scene, remember how. She gets locked in a room in the blogger mom's house because the blogger mom pulls a shotgun on her.
0: Yeah, that... No, yeah, that's true. So everyone has knives except for the mom, who also has knives and a shotgun. So the mom, protagonist's mom, drags her back to the car, is hulking out, smashes the fuck out of the window, the driver's side window, and and is fine.
1: That makes her come to and realize, like, I guess... My my guess with that was that the mom in that speech, she's talking about like, you have to understand how your actions affect people, but no, you don't care as long as we pay for your phone and buy you the latest gadgets and cook your food and you don't understand how it affects us. And then she waves her hands and hits the car window and and
0: shatters it to a million pieces. Maybe
1: that makes her go, well, I need to think about how my actions affect people which again is an another like kind of moral of the story. I don't know the message fully of this movie.
0: But it's weird that like the moment of pain like makes the mom it like clears the mom's head or whatever and then she's immediately on board for the rest of the movie. Has no evidence that the kid is actually not addicted to her phone or going crazy or cutting herself. So, I don't really know how that helps because
1: they do the same thing with the mommy blogger she gets like stabbed in the leg by her son and grim Cuddy disappears she hits her head and grim Cuddy disappears momentarily
0: but then it's back so i don't know why the i don't know why the mom mom then is on board for the rest of the movie and doesn't like because she just trusts her daughter
1: yeah because that's before she sees the little boy being held in the air and then right. she believes it right um, but, yeah, she kind of goes, maybe I should trust my daughter because she's never lied to me before.
0: Which is a lie.
1: Yeah, she just lied last night about Grim Cuddy. <laughs> like, because, like, she she knew her parents would. I mean, to be fair, she realized she that it would just about, get worse if she, well, she told li- them that she actually saw Grim Cuddy. She
0: lied about going to school because she left school and went to the party. Yeah,
1: she's exclusively been lying over the last 48 hours.
0: <laughs> so what would make her?
1: Finally believe her?
0: She hit her know. hand on the window,
1: I guess. That's the that's the thing.
0: She shattered the window to smithereens. I need you to be very clear about what happened to that window.
1: Then they're so worried about the brother while the dad is there freaking out about it that they have to go back to the hospital. So instead of calling the authorities, the police, or Child Protective Services, or both, they just take the little boy to the hospital because he's like malnourished and stuff. And later on, the mom has to be questioned by the cops because they're like, you can't just bring some malnourished kid into the hospital and say, here, take this. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. So she goes with the cops. And then, <laughs> then there's a final showdown between the two kids, the dad, and Grim Cuddy taking turns chasing the kids based on which one the dad is more worried about, which kid the dad is more worried about, which does answer a few questions about Grim Cuddy, that he does quickly like go from one to the other. So you could actually kind of mess with him. Yeah. If you were a parent and caught on and just flip flop, which kid you're worried about. And like, does that work? Can Grim Cuddy pick up on like insincere care about your kids? Like insincere, insincere hysteria. Mm.
0: No, I don't think so. I think it has to be like genuine, like fear or hysteria. It must be. Also that hospital scene could have been so much scarier.
1: Yeah, I mean, hospitals are a scary setting. A lot of horror movies have used that. Hospitals
0: um, in broad daylight for, like, regular... Like, if you have to go get a blood drawn at a hospital for any reason, like, that's just scary. <laughs> just very sterile environments
1: are scary. Well, that was a big part about this movie is, like, it felt like it desperately wanted to be atmospheric and, like, sort of going for, like, a Duke thing. But Duke was very... Intricately lit, very well stylized to make the house seem so eerie. Whereas this one felt like the Halloween episode of a modern family season.
0: Yeah, according to Netflix, our LGBTQ icon, the Babadook, which I think is where Grim Cuddy is going to fall into. He's Babadook-esque. Category. I love the Babadook.
1: Because the Babadook is a manifestation of grief, and this one is a manifestation of worry about online stuff
0: worry it's like it's not worry like the that's i think the main difference and why it does not work for me in the least because babadook is if babadook is a manifestation of grief which is a very real thing that a lot of people go through and stuff anxiety about online trends is not equivalent to grief
1: and it's a little too specific for a monster to base its entire existence on. Like w- what happens when they just don't care about online trends? Like won't like maybe that'll die off someday. And then like has Grim Cuddy like has he always been there for hysteria? Has he was he like a right. monster that was around are we gonna get Grim Cuddy origins and he was around in like the, the Dungeons and Dragons panic of the eighties? There we go. There's a prequel. The Grim Cuddy universe. Yes. Is going to be awesome.
0: And then they're going to take it all the way back to like like they did for Predator. Yep. And it's going to just be Grim Cuddy again.
1: What could parents worry? Like Witchcraft? Like it would be in Salem? Yeah. Boom. Grim okay. So the Grim CU is going to be huge. <laughs> and it all starts right now with this movie right here. I will say uh, again, the when we were talking about the hospital scene, it reminded me that this definitely had Freddy Krueger... Uh, vibes to it one like the parents don't believe the kids that's a big that's a big trope in horror movies in general but it's really big in the nightmare on elm street films and then i i have to think that the fact that her final battle with grim cuddy and her dad is in the boiler room of the hospital
0: no it's outside of the hospital okay
1: right before they're outside the hospital okay they're in the boiler room and that has to be a callback to frey krueger right
0: i don't know i don't know
1: Got to put the mic up to your face.
0: I'm done. I'm over it. I didn't want to be here.
1: And now Grim Cuddy can't come get us. So I hope you enjoyed our special little bonus <laughs> episode on Grim Cuddy. Uh, I've said Grim Cuddy so many times and I'm going to continue to say it. I'm gonna take tell... a shot
0: every time you hear Grim Cuddy.
1: <laughs> How are they? Well, <laughs> but it's already the end of the podcast. So I don't... Go back, listen to it again and take a shot every time you hear Grim Grim Cuddy. We'll put uh, it in the tweet. Currently has a 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb. But if it's grading on a So Bad It's Good scale, I would give it like a 6, 7. I don't seven. know.
0: I think 4.4 is generous.
1: Yeah, I think that's generous if you're just grading it like straight up. Yeah. But on a So Bad It's Good scale, what do you think? 6?
0: I don't know. If it came in. If it came out in January, maybe. The fact that they they had the audacity to actually drop it in October leads me to believe that they had that they, they thought that they had something with this one, which is offensive to me. So
1: Feed the Frenzy.
0: So two stars.
1: <laughs> well that's the that's the tagline. Feed the frenzy. Well, Jen
0: I do like the main chick though, I will say. I thought she was fine.
1: Except for the ASMR. Except they really she that AS- in and then she had to do it at the end to yeah, narrate like
0: that's how she defeats Grim Cuddy because she actually A lot of people
1: have been asking if my dad died. He didn't all right thanks for the asmr of that
0: (laughs) that's how she defeats grim Cuddy is because she like stops being a poser asmr person and starts doing real asmr but in real life with no sound just zen
1: jen thanks for joining me and indulging me on watching and then talking about grim Cuddy.
0: thanks uh again did not want to be here would like to reiterate you don't have to watch this movie. I encourage you not to.
1: Watch Grim Cuddy. Tell me what you think about it. You can always reach us at NerdAssoc N-E-R-D underscore A-S-S-O-C on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at chops971. Give me your rating of the so, on the So Bad It's Good scale out of 10 if you do watch Grim Cuddy. Thanks for listening.